David Bacher, Chief Investment Officer of Corian Capital. David, we're missing you at the conference. I've got no doubt we'll be seeing you here in September. However, someone has to keep the economy going. That would be the team at Corian Capital, who besides manage an array of funds, publish an informative summary of asset class and fund performance returns each month suitable for any level of investors. Strategists such as Magnus Haystick have described the Corian Capital Report as prescribed reading, and that report can be found on Corian Capital's website or biznews.com. David, what was the average South African investor's performance like in February? Thanks, Justin. Uh, well, you know, despite the geopolitical developments over the, the past month, that really meant that uh, there was uh, risk assets were under pressure. Um, we believe at, at Corian that most South African savers should be smiling when they read the evaluation statements this month. And this is primarily due to South African equities having another really positive month and uh, significantly outperforming its peers. Um, it's pleasing to note that in dollar terms, South African equities outperform global equities by around 7%. And if you look at the last three months, that level of outperformance versus world equity markets is, is over 20%. So South African investors should be happy. It was uh, a good month uh, despite everything that's happening on, on the political side. David, just unpack that a bit further. What are the reasons or the explanation for this level of recent outperformance versus our global counterparts? Good question. Um, you know, at Korean, we believe that the Russian invasion of Ukraine um, actually provides a more sustainable backdrop to to some of our key exports. Uh, South Africa, you know, our big exporters of platinum, palladium, gold, coal, and these commodities are, are reaching new highs, um, and that provides a very uh, favourable fiscal uh, situation. Um, and, and probably it's going to be better for longer. And that certainly provides some underpin, not only for domestic equities, but for, potentially for local bonds and the RAND. So, you know, on a relative basis, you know, South Africa doesn't look like such a terrible place when, when one scans the rest of the map of the world. And, and in addition to that, you know, I think we entered this, uh, crisis, uh, so to speak, uh, with significantly more favorable valuations. At Corian, you know, we do have a focus on valuations over the long term. So, you know, uh, buying assets at, at cheaper prices uh, certainly uh, helps South African investors. The dogs of the market yet again, NASPIS and process. How big are these shares in the context of the South African equity market at the moment? Justin, it's very material. If you, if you combine the two shares, their weighting in the all share index is around 10%. Um, when Corian looked at the holdings of the general equity funds, I mean, our, our analysis showed that roughly 75% of funds had exposure of 3% or more, and about 40% had an overweight position. So in other words, more than 10%. So bottom line, it's material. It's a material weighting. Um, it's probably contributed to a detraction about 2% to the all-share index last month, which really goes to show how well resources did to actually get the all-share index to a positive February return of, of about 3%. David, you mentioned the geopolitical risks. 
Do any South African funds have any big exposure towards Russia and Ukraine? I don't think there, there's anything, uh, you know, that, that surprised us. Uh, if you look at the Russian exposure to the, the emerging market index, it is only around 2%. So in terms of a, like the global equity markets or country world index, it is a neg- negligible exposure. So, you know, at the end of last year, um, there were about 15 funds that had exposure to Russia of, of more than 3%. Um, and even those funds, the majority of those 15 funds were, were funds that were aggressive of nature, had a mandate to invest in frontier markets, emerging markets. So, um, you know, you shouldn't be too surprised that they had exposure to, to the Russian equity uh, markets. Um, but, you know, in the greater scheme of things, it's not a material um, exposure that investors uh, will, will feel the brunt of. Which funds particularly stood out for you performance-wise in the month of February? So obviously, you, given what I, I said previously, there were two things that you had to get right last month. You had to be overweight resources, precious metals, and underweight NASPAS. Um, so generally, the funds that did really, really well last month were the high-dividend-focused funds, uh, the quality funds, um, which, you know, Due to the, the high nature of resource dividend paying com- companies, I mean, you, we saw last month Amplat having a, a special dividend of about 80 billion rand. Those funds that are focusing on resource shares paying those dividends uh, did, did really well. We like to look into the future. Looking forward, where are you investing your money at this point? So I think things haven't really changed there, Justin. Um, you know, it is a volatile environment, uh, and you know, at Corin, we we think you have an advantage to being nimble. So, from every given week, you got to see what lies in front of you. Um, but looking long term, uh, we still think that uh, in the context of risk and return, South African bonds are, are attractive. They are providing you with a real return of about four percent, um, and in the context of of, of a low yielding world. You know, 4% is something that we think uh, investors should be pleased about.